Hello and welcome to the Tap Touch preview for round 17 in the NBL. We're here, part of the Hoop Sevens basketball hustle family. I'm Chris Pike. I'm joined by the nightmare, Matty Knight. We've got a massive Thursday night that opened round 17 to look back on, and we'll preview the rest of the round, which includes a couple of huge matches. The Wildcats against the Kings, the United against the Hawks. We'll get stuck into all of that. But as I said, I'm joined by Matty Knight, three-time NBL champion, the best power forward of his generation. Thanks for joining me again, Matty. How did we find you? Thanks for having me, mate. Ah, my pleasure. Haven't caught up in a couple of weeks, Matty. What's happening in the in the Knight family world? Not much, mate. Um, just kids' sport and trying to keep uh, COVID safe. And mm. um, yeah, no, I'm heading off to Melbourne in just under two weeks. Is that for a coaching coaching duty? Yeah, for under 18 nationals. So right now we're just trying to keep all our boys safe so we can actually get over there. Oh, fantastic. Obviously, you're coaching the WA under 18s men's team. Um, how's it all coming together, the, the country team? Yeah, and that's coming along really well. We uh, have the city versus country um, game this Saturday night. So it'll be good to see how we are uh, tracking along against those guys. Oh, fantastic. You got some. Some exciting talent there. Is there anyone you're especially looking forward to getting to coach in a couple of weeks' time? Yeah, there's a couple of kids. Um, one is Pharrell Key, down from Bunbury. Um, he went away last year and was one of our best players. So uh, looking forward to seeing how he goes this year. And then um, a, a bottom major in uh, Bob Gresham from up in Geraldton. So he's a bottom major and um, very excited to see what he can do. One of our best players, best trainers so far, so... Very excited. Oh, fantastic, Matty. And I think we're all happy that you're involved as well and, and you know, starting off what could be a, a coaching career for you. So it's it's very exciting. And we'll keep keep in touch with you about how that team's coming coming together. Um, now, before we get to a preview for the rest of Round 17, Matty, what a Thursday night it was. It's probably unfortunate that the first game last night, there was no one in the building in Cairns to watch this game because it was a lot of fun seeing the breakers and the bullets go at it. Um I don't know if I've ever seen a more remarkable finish, though. To set the scene, the Breakers were still seven points up with, I think, less than 30 seconds to go, still still six points up with 16 seconds to go. All of a sudden, they took a took a bad shot, turned the ball over. Um, Robert Franks hit, hit, a, hit a big three, and then the Bullets got another, an, another big three, and then there's still a little bit over one second left on the clock. For some reason, Will McDowell-White thought he'd throw an outlet pass. It didn't come off. Ding, ding, and, and intercepted it. He found Anthony Drimmick. Drimmick hit the three. Game was over. It was a walk-off. That's almost the most remarkable finish I think I've ever seen in the NBL. Yeah, that was definitely a, a um, interesting finish, that's for sure. <laughs> but no, you'd be uh, as a break, you'd be pretty upset. I think they've, they've lost an unlosable game. Mm. Uh, <laughs> that stage, you probably thought you'd win. You just have to get the ball in. But, um, yeah, I'm not sure what the thought process was. But it's a big-time shot by to, to win the game. Um, and with Brisbane, once again, they found a way to win. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Much need to win, but I think it might be a bit too late uh, for Brisbane. Um, but uh, you take a win when you can get it, especially like that. You probably thought you'd lost, and then you come out and you, you make it. Um, yeah, unbelievable. I mean... And the difference that Will McDowell-White would be feeling this morning and the difference between Anthony Drummick is probably the biggest difference 
in a basketball sense that you could ever get emotional emotional wise. It's it's the great highs and lows of of basketball. Yeah, no, exactly. Um, yeah, he probably uh, would love to have his time back again and um, try and uh, make a different option. But hey, that's part of sport and. Um, the way it goes sometimes you, you think you're going to make the right decision but you don't and um, it comes back to haunt you but uh, it's been that type of year for New Zealand and you've got to give them full credit they've been on the road for however long now um, I think they've probably. been on the road since the start of November and we're now we're now almost into April it's unbelievable yeah so that's six months on the road yeah you just feel for them um, but no it's a heartbreaking loss but um, yeah no you got your full credit to them for finishing the season out Absolutely. And then the second game last night, um, as a proud Tasmanian, Matty, you would have been really proud to see the Jack Jumpers come into Perth and, and take that win. Oh, definitely. No, that's a, that's a huge win um, for them to come out like that. And first time we're ever winning at Perth Arena and uh, everyone was expecting Perth to come home and win nine straight games. And Tazzy had a, a different opinion. And Scott Ross, he's got to be up there for coach of the year. What he's done down there. Not the most talented roster, but he's got them competing every night. And that's why they're able to win games like that because they've got the belief in each other and they know each other's going to got their back. So full credit um, to come in there and do that. It was, it was, it was fantastic to watch and I, I couldn't have been happier for them. Um, and to be honest, they were the better team for most of the game, so they deserved to, to win it as well. Fair to say Scott Morrison's sick of talking about the Wildcats making an import change, Matty. Now, before I chat to you about that, let's take a listen to what he had to say after the game last night. I don't know how that's relatable to anything that you're asking me. To be honest, I'm, if we had a one, I'd be in a good mood and I maybe could do this little fucking song and dance again where I smile and tell a joke and pretend I don't know what's going on. It's, it's annoying. I'm tired of the questions. I was tired of them four days ago. It's not fair to the guys in the team. That, that's all anyone cares about. It's stupid. All right? That's the last time I'm even acknowledging that as a question. Like These guys are busting their ass out there every day. I go to a press conference, and it's eight minutes of some fucking phantom legend guy that no one knows about or knows anything they're talking about. All you want to do is start some gossip or find something to write about. Learn about the game of basketball. Write about our failure to execute or our breakdowns on defense or anything of that nature. Okay, I'm tired of these questions. If we sign someone or make a change, there's going to be an announcement. That's what Wade's over there for. He'll put an announcement out. We'll all hear about it. I'm sorry for this rant. I'm sure I'm going to get lots of criticism. I don't care. I did two weeks of a hotel quarantine with my family. I got sent away with the rest of the team for two months. And yet still, this is the most annoying thing that's happened all season. So just wait and see what happens. There you go, Matty. Um, what's your reaction to that? I completely understand where he's coming from, and I don't blame his frustration. But I don't necessarily blame the media either. I think the club's put him in a bad position where they haven't acknowledged the situation with the import change when we know that John Brown is in town. Um, what are your thoughts? Yeah, it's quite funny to listen to, actually. <laughs> uh, you can definitely tell he didn't appreciate the question. Mm. You understand where he's coming from. He's obviously answered it. Um, and he's totally right. There's an announcement to make the club will make it. But like you just said, it's on the club. Um, the CEO needs to come out and set the record straight. And he's not. He's, he's gone into hiding probably again. Um, and obviously the question's going to be there. For me, he's going to see that this import's in town and there's talk about it. The one person I feel sorry for in this whole situation is Michael Frazier. Yeah, for sure. Um, 
He's been probably told one thing by the, the coach, another thing by uh, the CEO, and then you turn around and you see this import who's in town that's meant to be replacing you. So um, I totally feel sorry. And he wasn't even at the game last night, was he? Um, no, no, he wasn't. So, yeah, I, I, it's pretty disappointing. Morrison's cr- correct. He's answered. He's done his part. Um, where, where's Giorgio? Where's Troy? Sure. Nowhere to be seen. Um, yeah. And he's totally right. There's an announcement to make, but it's a very messy situation right now. And this is what leads to agents and imports questioning. Like, do they trust the club? Like, there's no transparency. Morrison's correct. Um, if there's a cha- change, they'll make it. But obviously there's something going on because you're not finding an import out here before the deadline this weekend and he's in first. So, but um, I think the, the CEO's handled it very poorly. So I don't blame either Morrison or me. They want to know what's going on, and Morrison's told them their his side of the story. But um, yeah, no, it's pretty disappointing to see that it's a human. It's, after all, it's a, a human being that's been um, that's, uh, careers in the balance here. Yeah, for sure. Obviously, Frazier hasn't probably had the season he wanted, and the Wildcats wanted from him. But unfortunately, that's how basketball goes sometimes. But you can't treat someone this way. Yep, no, you, you make you make a lot of great points, and yeah, and you're right. It's not Scott's place because they've got a GM of basketball now with Danny Mills, and they've got a, a CEO of the club who, you know, are the ones that should be handling these questions. But unfortunately for Scott, he's the one that has to front the media. And and, and on on Wednesday, it, it was actually ridiculous because they had an eight minute press conference previewing the game against the Jack Jumpers, and seven minutes of the questions were about an import, which his first question was clearly that he had nothing to say about it, but. It just kept going on and on. So I hope for this sake, by by Saturday, I mean, we hope it's all sorted because if John Brown is going to be signed and is going to suit up and play, he has to do it by this game on Saturday night against the Kings or else he can't qualify for finals. So within the next 24 hours, Matty, we should have an answer. I'm sure it'll be, yeah. Well, I'm sure it'll be practising today and he'll be a shoot-around tomorrow he's playing. So they're going to get their answer. But yeah, after that uh, interview on... The first one, that's where the club needs to come out. Like you said, they've got a GM of basketball. They've got 30,000 people involved. Someone needs to come out and support the coach. Yeah, I agree. I agree. All right, Matty, we're here thanks to Tap Touch to preview the rest of round 17 now. And it, it starts on Friday night. Um, it's up in Cairns. And this is a, this is a fascinating game. So the Taipans, they finally finally got back to winning last week and beat the Brisbane Bullets and, and got some confidence. And they come up against a... Southeast Melbourne Phoenix team that's now lost four games in a row. They're outside of the top four. They won't have Joe Chi this weekend either. This is this is an interesting game. All the pressure in the world is on is on the Phoenix. They have to win this game, but it's going to be tough. Tap touch odds have the Taipans two thirty eight. The Phoenix are one fifty eight. What are your thoughts? Yeah, no, I'm um, for the, for the Phoenix. It's uh, you're sitting second uh, going into half week. Mm. Well, hanging on a second, yeah, and then yeah. you probably don't have the, the round you wanted. Now you're, you're looking outside finals. So it's a big game. If they want to be serious about playing finals, you need to win this game. And um, it'll be tough. Cairns have got nothing to lose. Mm-hmm. Um, 40, 40, I think 40 tried everything with this team this year. <laughs> they just haven't had the cattle this year. Uh, injuries, COVID. I don't think they've had a healthy team yet. A full team, but um, yeah, Phoenix, um, they've been disappointing for the talent they have. They shouldn't be dropping games like last week, but um, 
it's going to be tough, but I think Phoenix will get this one because they've got more to play for. Um, if you want to play finals this year, you need to win this game. Lose this, and then you're in an uphill battle to find make that top four. Oh, to be honest, if they lose this game, or if they lose both this weekend, they probably don't make the finals. So you're no. right, all the pressure's on them. Two games on Saturday to look forward to. The first one, well, the two big winners from Thursday night, they they do battle at, at Nissan Arena in Brisbane. The Bullets take on the Jack Jumpers. Obviously, the Jack Jumpers still playing for their playoff lives. The Bullets are just playing for respect, but both of them coming off, off those, you know, morale-boosting wins. Oh, definitely. They're both going to be fully confident. Mm. Um, two big wins for both programs. Um, no, I reckon it's an exciting clash. Yeah. Um, like you said, Tazzy's still got a slim chance of making it. So they've got a lot to play for, but Brisbane's playing for pride and you're back home and you, you want to play well in front of your home fans. But I think Tassie, uh, they can go 2-0 this weekend and um, they have a lot to play for. Still got that slim chance. You never know what could happen the last few weeks, but uh, if you want any chance to play in finals, this is it. And what a better way to make a statement and win in Perth and then backing out with the win in Brisbane. Yeah, absolutely. Win this game and they're right back in the mix. They're knocking on the door of, of fourth spot again. So it's a, a big game for them. Um, you, you pro- they're probably a team they did somehow, mate. You wouldn't want to play them. No, um, absolutely not. Roth's got to believe in and they could cause some damage. Like, you wouldn't underestimate them. And, um, yeah, it'd be fantastic for Barcelona and Tassie, but it's a long shot. But if mm. it's to happen, they have to win, um, win this game. I hope Mark Radford's got you that Jack Jumpers hoodie by now, hasn't he? Oh, mate, I've asked for a hoodie, they're a space jam, and they're indigenous, and he, he's told me he's looking after me, but he's yet to see it. Uh, I'm yet to see it, so. Oh. No, nah, rat always follows through, so. All right, ho- hopefully soon. Um, yeah. Second game on Saturday, speaking of big games, this is second against third, the Perth Wildcats at home to the Sydney Kings. We know the rivalry. We know the heat that's between these two teams from earlier this season and obviously going back a number of years. Um, the Wildcats need to bounce back, but... The Kings arrive in town on an eight-game winning streak, hottest team in the league. They're still without Xavier Cooks, but they're playing some incredible basketball. This is a this is a massive game. Yeah, no, this is probably match of the round. Um, yeah, it'll be an exciting game. Perth, uh, they'll be keen to get back out in the court after dropping uh, their first uh, game at home in a long time. Um, I tell you what, you wouldn't want to be playing Sydney right now. They've got a lot of confidence, and Clark's going to get better and better as yeah. he's, he's had a a full week of practice now. Um, that's that's valuable right now for him. Um, obviously, you know, Cooks is uh, a big loss, but they've got a lot of confidence right now, and Adams is playing at a high level. So it'll be a great matchup with him. And um, Titan, is Norton playing? No, I don't think so. That's a massive loss right there. So, Especially against Adams. I mean, Adams could go off. Exactly. Um, he was... Big last time they played, so I'm sure. I'm sure Morrison's putting a lot of effort into that. But they've got scorers everywhere, so I, I'm thinking Sydney are going to walk out here with uh, a nine-game win streak, mm. and they'll probably take they'll take second spot as well. And, and given the form they're in, that'd be that'll be pretty tough to knock out of that in the in the run home. Um, yeah, you wouldn't. Yeah, you wouldn't want to. You wouldn't want to face Sydney in the first round of the finals. That's no. for sure. They continue playing the way they are. Absolutely. Um, Three games then on Sunday to finish off with. First one, very similar to Friday night where the South East Melbourne Phoenix just need to win this game, but they're playing an Adelaide 36ers team in Adelaide who not a lot to play for, but they've got guys fighting for their careers. They've got a bit of pride and they'll be fresh as well. So 
it won't be a walk up start for the Phoenix, and they'll have to play well to get to get the win. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, yeah, like I said before about them, is to be they need to beat Cairns, and this is another game you need. To, they need to go two and this weekend, or they're in yeah real danger of losing contact with that top four. And I said Adelaide, they've got guys there probably out of contract that are looking to play well to other teams or Adelaide that they deserve another contract. So that's always a dangerous thing. But um, yeah, I'm giving Phoenix. I think they've got more to play for. And right now, Adelaide is still trying to find their identity. Yeah, definitely. Um, the biggest game of the day is on is then in Melbourne. Melbourne United up against the Elora Hawks. United made a move this week. They've brought back Udai Barber, who won a championship with them last year. To, the, to add to that backcourt and... Good luck scoring against that backcourt when they've already got Daly and they've already got Shaili. Now they add Barber as well. So defensively, that is an incredible backcourt. They come up against a Hawks team who has found some form, found some confidence, but they won't have Brian Gorgian on the sidelines on Sunday because he's he's got COVID. Yeah, no, this will be another tough game. Um, Illawarra had a great weekend last week, but getting Daly back, that's, that's massive for United. Another defensive stopper. Um Makes them even tougher, and everyone was wondering if Melbourne would make a move, and they have. It's even made them deeper. So it'll be interesting to see how Bean handles all the minutes amongst players, but that's a massive get. And I think um, even though Illawarra had a great weekend and fighting for that fourth spot, I think Melbourne will be too strong. What sort of a difference does it make not having your head coach there? Obviously, we saw, we've seen it happen a couple of times with teams this year. Um, Adelaide didn't have CJ Bruton a couple of weeks ago. With no Brian Gorge in there, what difference does that make? Um, obviously Brian brings a lot of intensity, energy to that group, but um, his assistant's been with Brian for years now, so... They've travelled the world together. Yeah, they? been together almost since day one, so he knows Brian inside out, so obviously I miss his intensity and energy, but um, yeah, they're not losing anything in terms of uh, the assistant stepping up, but um, yeah, I just think Melbourne will be too strong for this one. Yeah, I think so too. Jacob Jackamus is the he's the man that'll be in charge for that game. Last game of the round, it's in Cairns again. Unfortunately, there'll be no crowd in the building because this could be a fun game with both teams with some talent, but not a lot to play for. So the Breakers taking on the Taipans. They should just let, let the Cairns fans come in, give them some atmosphere. I I, um, agree. I agree. Like you've got the state, let them come, let them watch some basketball, even if you lower the price of tickets or something, just to get. Because, you know, Cairns fans will come out and support it. They love their home team. Yeah, I think. And let like New Zealand actually play in front of a home, or well, a crowd. A crowd yeah. it's it's only a crowd is better than nobody. Yeah, and just give, the, give them some atmosphere inside the arena. Yeah, no, I think, uh, I reckon Cairns, they need to, 40 will have them up and about, but um, they just need to get some rewards for their effort. And it would be great to see 40 finish off the season well. Yeah, I agree. Um, there we go, Matty. We've got a big three days ahead of us, and I think by Sunday night we'll have a lot of answers about um, a lot of teams. We'll know if the Wildcats have made that move or not. We'll know you know, how the Wildcats and the Kings are situated in that battle for second spot. We'll know a lot more about the, the Hawks and United as well. So really looking forward to it. If you want to take on Matty's advice and, and find a winner, head to tabtouch at tabtouch.com.au, and hopefully you have some success. But, Matty... It's been good fun catching up again. I've really enjoyed your insights and enjoy your weekend. Cheers, Pikey. Have a good one.